Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama Cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. We've been getting more into the namesake of the show lately, and I, I, I kind of appreciate that on a certain level, because a lot of times the show just becomes news because there's so much shit I have to watch, but I've been able to do more rewatches lately, and then it can fall into the purview of the show. Because um, it's like, it's, if it's just me ranting about current events items, it's like, alright, well how many other shows are doing this exact same thing? The answer's a lot. So, here we are. It is Monday, uh, November 7th, 2022. We are five days away from the premiere of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, it seems fitting. Now, I was going to have Josie on for this, but she's been busy. So, we weren't going to do that. And getting Peter to watch a Marvel movie um, is not something that he's gonna do, um, so, you know, here I am, talking about Black Panther on my own, um, because I realized as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I, I think I've only seen this movie in its entirety twice, and that was when I saw it opening night, and then I saw it again with my brother the second time, I think those are the only two times that I, I saw this movie in its entirety, um, and, I feel like there's a lot to talk about with this movie, looking back on it and, and, and you know, what it, what it was compared to how we, you know, remember it. The movie did make a fuck ton of money. I mean, it made $1.2, $1.3 billion, which is not terrible. Like, there are some things in the movie that were questionable, visually mostly. Like, I, I, a lot of the effects do not hold up as well, and it's the same thing where, like, if you go back and watch any of the Marvel movies, with the exception of possibly, like, Infinity War and Endgame, if you go back and watch any of the Marvel movies, the effects aren't exactly stellar. Um, I don't think anyone's making the case that these movies age as well as Avatar, um, but it, it is kind of like, you know, looking back at it, um, I, I don't think that, um, what's it called? I don't think that the, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, I, I don't think that the movie, you know, visually ages. Like, 
if you go back and watch the Avengers, there are a lot of sequences that don't look great, that maybe look better in our memory, um, or like maybe comparing them to, we can't put the genie back in the bottle, what movies look like now, so invariably we're going to, um, look at it and we're going to communicate that the, uh, the movie looks different, um, now compared to then, um, and I just don't know if compared to 2012 standards it looks quite the same, and the reason why I say all this is because if you go back and watch Black Panther, there is quite a bit in this movie that definitely looks better in your head remembering back on what the movie was compared to what it actually was, and I remember... Like, I remember watching it initially, and I think it was probably the second time I saw it, where I was like, you know, this this fight sequence that happens in the third act doesn't look the best, and, like, there is a certain weird look to the entire sequence with, um, in the casino, and it doesn't quite look as well. Like, it is a tracking shot, and that is pretty cool, but I don't think it quite looks as nice as it was, like, like, like what it could have been, um... And I think that's a big part of it, where it's like, look, this, we, you know, we, we know what this could have looked like, and it just doesn't look that way. Um, so, I, 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 but the thing is, it's like, you know, the production design is still top-notch. It is still some of the best production design that Marvel has ever done in, in the history of, you know, Marvel Studios. Like, the way Wakanda is built and, and, and everything that goes into it, the technology, like, the visual style of the technology and, and all of that looks great. And the costuming is all fantastic, and, and they do a lot of great work there. Um, I just think that it doesn't look the... what's it called? Like, the, the, the visual effects, in a lot of cases, don't look as good as modern standards, which... I mean, granted, it's been four years, but still, things have changed a little bit. Um, I think the movie... Like, if that's the biggest complaint I have coming out of it, that would be one thing. I feel like um, the movie is kind of buoyed by Chadwick Boseman and uh, and Michael B. Jordan's performances. And, and it's not just... I mean, their performances all around are great. Like, Lupita Nyong'o is great, and... Um, what's her name, too? Um, uh, Letitia Wright, and, and, and Joe Bassett, and, and Woodson Duke, and, and even Daniel Kaluuya has a, uh, has a, a few really great moments in his very small role, um, and, 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 like, Ulysses Claw really just, you know, he, he, he's just fun whenever he's on, on the screen, um, but, like, I feel like a lot of the plan as it's going doesn't make a ton of sense, so, like, he goes, and, like, I'm not entirely sure. Like, like, looking at, you know, his plan, specifically the plan of, um, what's it called? The plan of, um, the fuck's his name? Um, of Killmonger. Like, he wants to get into Wakanda so he can, he can go and fight T'Challa defeat T'Challa and, and take the and take the throne that way as is you know ritual combat is how they decide who, who has the throne of Wakanda and it's like number one um, like a lot of the movie could have just been skipped once he has found Claw if the plan is just to bring Claw to the border and be like oh hey by the way remember that guy who stole all your vibranium 
like in the 90s well here he is like that that's one of those things where it's like well why wasn't that just plan a like you found claw kill claw bring him like why do we need to get through an entire sequence at a uh what's it called where he's dealing with the the uh what's the one for here he, he like in the casino in korea where he's trying to sell more vibranium to the CIA, and then Claw gets captured, and then has to be broken out by by Killmonger. Like, and, Kill, and this is after Killmonger helps him with the heist in the in the in the museum, and it's like it's all cool, you know. A lot of it's cool set pieces, but the connective tissue between them is not exactly the strongest. Um, and and looking at you know what this could possibly mean going forward, like. I don't quite understand why why we needed to do all those extra steps. Um, I'm not entirely sure why these additional kind of like half steps in between were really necessary when the end game of the plan, for lack of a better word, is just well we're gonna kill Claw and and use his body as um, as the leverage to get into the, what's it called, to get into the, uh, get into Wakanda. Like, that's, that's kind of the thing. And then the question I have is, like, okay, so he was born in Wakanda, like, he was born in, in the United States, he's half Wakandan, and, and it's his dad, and it's like, but, like, why, why did they have to keep it a secret? They don't really explain that either, and I think that them keeping it a secret is kind of the biggest plot point of the movie, because it, it, like, if it's not kept a secret that, that, you know, the brother had the son, and they brought the son back, and it's like, oh, okay, well, this, you know, this happened, but we're gonna bring him back to his home where he deserves to be, like, there are a lot of questions that go along to that, like, why was that not part of, you know, him going to, to Oakland, like, okay, well, we'll bring him back, like, okay, but, like, who was the mother? Where was the mother? Like, you know, why didn't they go to the mother and be like, oh, hey, by the way, hi, we're dignitaries from a foreign country and he stole something from us? Um, like, I, I feel like that's a valid question that could have been answered uh, that, like, would have streamlined that aspect of the story because it's like, what, like, who, who, what, like, What's the situation here? Where they, why they can't do that? And I'm not entirely sure they ever explained that. Um, there was now the, the reason why I bring up Black Panther in this regard is not only because I want the nice, sweet SEO optimization that comes from Black Panther um, coming out in theaters this week, um, and they're doing a double feature uh, as well. I also would like to be able to talk about where they go from here with Wakanda Forever. Um, Wakanda Forever is coming out on Thursday. I'm going Friday because I couldn't get in Thursday night. Um, and I am looking at the, you know, it, it is a two-hour and 41-minute-long movie, which is great because the last time a movie came out in November for Marvel that was over two and a half hours long, it was not exactly the best-received movie that they've put out. I really liked it, but it doesn't mean you know, that means jack shit, apparently. Um, so, all of that said, with this coming, and and it, you know, it be, why the fuck did I go this way? As I sit here in traffic, why the fuck did I go this way? 
Um, uh, I, I think that what we are dealing with is um, a movie that they were not prepared to have to really make. And I mean, no one thought that you know they would lose Chadwick Boseman between one and two. Um, and the plot originally for two was him mourning the loss of the five years and then Namor showing up. And apparently Namor has been the plan for the sequel. Since this movie was written, they ended up cutting the post-credit scene um, before production that would have teased Namor as the villain in in, um, in, in the second one. Um, but all of that notwithstanding, um, I, I'm not entirely... Like, that was always the plan, was to have him go up against Namor. In this case, it will not be T'Challa, because T'Challa's being killed off between movies. Um, there are a few things that need to happen here that are going to be a little strange. Because I'm assuming they're not CG recreating T'Challa. Number one, if it is Shuri as the Black Panther, um, you know, picking up... And, and taking the mantle from here, which I, I think is a safe bet. If I'm being honest, I think that's the safest bet for what's going to happen in this movie. It's that Shuri is going to to assume the mantle of the Black Panther going forward. Um, the, the issue is this whole thing with the ancestral plane, which admittedly I had completely forgotten about until I rewatched this movie this last weekend. The, the ancestral plane is where she meets with the person who, uh, she meets with someone who is going to be the one who's going to, you know, talk them through, and they're going to go and talk to whoever it is. T'Challa, both times, um, goes back and talks to his dad, um, and, um, T'Chaka, who died in Civil War. When, um, when Killmonger goes into the ancestral plane, he talks to, um, his father, he talks to Najobu, the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the, the person who, you know, his father, who was killed by T'Chaka in the 90s in Oakland. Um, now, if it's Shuri, um, and it's Shuri taking over, and, and that was going to be the case from the beginning, I feel like the way this scene would have been written, where she goes to the ancestral plane, which, again, not entirely sure how they're going to get the power of the Black Panther in the situation. Because if that's the case, that they're going to get the power of the Black Panther through this. The heart-shaped herb was destroyed by Killmonger, except for the one that they used to repower T'Challa at the end of the movie. Um, and looking at this whole situation, um, I think that if they were to do this later on down the line, where it would have, they would have put, like, I think it was a foregone conclusion that she was going to end up the one who was going to be at, 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 as the Black Panther at the end of the movie, at the end of this, you know, at the end of his story. When they do eventually kill him off, Shara was going to assume the mantle. And I feel like what they were going to do was going to be have the person in the ancestral plane that she talks to not be her not, not be T'Chaka, but be T'Challa, who had passed. Now, you can't do that now unless they're going to CG, you know, composite together T'Challa, which I don't think... Dispatch, this is Mindy and E. Flo. 
Coming to terms with an old heating unit is tough. I know because I've been there. I tried to get my old unit to last just one more winter, longest winter of my life. So trust me, if you need to replace your heater, just call ME Flow. My team is on time, total pros, and can take care of any type of heater replacement. Visit meflow.com to schedule a free estimate. ME Flow, one call, one company. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I gotta get back to it. Dispatch, this is Mindy, go ahead. That would be well received if that was the case. Um, which leaves it, is she going to also talk to, to, to Chaka or is she going to talk to, um, is she going to talk to Killmonger? Because, you know, what his name was at the premiere, um, Michael B. Jordan. So I, I think that's kind of an, an interesting question that they can, they have to kind of grapple with here. Um, I mean, granted, there, there is an answer, and people have seen the movie and know the answer to this question. I have not, so I'm just speculating. Um, the other thing is, I'm a little bit concerned about... Like, look, it's two hours and 41 minutes. I'm not diminishing the runtime. Um, and, and, and look, do I think that, you know, it, it's likely that they're going to handle it? great. I think it's a possibility. I, I mean, but look, I had this same misgiving going into Batman v Superman, and I don't want to give one the benefit of the, of the doubt of the other. Granted, I have more confidence in Ryan Coogler as a filmmaker than I do in Zack Snyder, and I think that my lack of faith in Zack Snyder has kind of um, been proven accurate since, you know, since Batman v Superman, and I think that my, my assertion on Batman v Superman was proven accurate. That said, I think that looking back on uh, on where we are with with this movie, um, and, and where this movie kind of stands as a um, as an entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have a lot going on here because the only indication that there is a uh, another civilization in um, in Martin you know, under the water, is one line in, um, Endgame. There's the one line where it's like there's tectonic activity under the, the, uh, the Indian Ocean or something like that, and that's the only indication that there is something resembling Atlantis. Um, so look, they gotta acknowledge and deal with all of that, um, and they have to set all that up. Um, I don't expect grappling with the death of T'Challa, um, and by extension Chadwick Boseman, will take a an unsubstantial amount of time. That That's going to take up a good amount of screen time in this movie. Um, because if they didn't, people would not be happy. And if they take, if they don't pay enough of a respect, you're going to have that issue. Um... I wouldn't be surprised even if the Marvel Studios logo is the one they use for Black Panther, where it's all footage of T'Challa. Um, I, I feel like that's kind of a, an issue that they need to grapple with before for this movie, is all of that. On top of that, there's also the arrival of... Um, there's also the, the, the issue of we're introducing Riri Williams in this movie for the first time. And no one has dealt with this character before. This character doesn't exactly have the deepest of... Uh, of uh, What's it called? 
of a character history as it stands, because the character is relatively new. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that you can't go into this movie with the same level of expectation that people will know who you're talking about that you would for other Marvel movies. Where it's like, you can go in and you can kind of flub the details on some characters for other things, but I think that for the sake of, um, for the sake of Riri Williams, it's like, it's not like it's Tony Stark's daughter, or, or, or Rhodey's daughter. It's an entirely new character with an entirely new backstory who is now doing this. I think the way they're going to move past this quickly is they're going to say that she is one of the people who was working, who, like, one of the kids at the youth outreach center who had gone to Wakanda, um... And I feel like that's how they're going to do it because at the end of the movie, when we do have Letitia or Shuri and T'Challa go to Oakland, and they have opened the new facility, I feel like that's going to be the the origin of Riri Williams. Is that she went there to that youth center, and then you know learned science and all of that with the Wakandans, and then becomes you know. Ironheart in that regard, and it's also inspired by Tony Stark in the same way. Um, and, and that's the other thing that I think that this movie is going to have to grapple with, is that Ironheart is very much tied to Tony Stark in this regard. Like, because that's the thing, is that it's like, she is, she saw Tony Stark, she wants to be Tony Stark, she built her, her armor to look like Tony Stark. Like, her, her armor, like, the Iron Heart... Like, she's taking on the moniker based on Iron Man. And, again, look, that's it's, it's probably going to be delved into more in her... In her own, you know, solo show on the Disney Plus. But it's not exactly, you know... They're not going to have enough time to really build that here. So I would anticipate a very quick introduction to, to Iron Heart... And I also anticipate she's not going to have a huge impact on the role. Um, on the, uh, on the plot. It is an interesting thing that they have to grapple with, though, in this movie. And then, I feel like the other thing is, um, based on where, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, before, uh, the death of Chadwick Boseman. I've definitely told people in real life. I, I just have to get better about saying it on the podcast. Um... When it comes to where this is going, I think you're building a case for um, a third movie being a fight against Mabaku. And I think that that's where the, the, this was headed from the beginning. Um, because I think the issue that we have here is... Um, Mabaku is from the mountain tribe that separated out from the other four tribes of Wakanda and kind of was its own thing. So when it comes time for them to do the coronation, and it's like, does anyone want a challenge? And then all of a sudden Mabaku comes down and he's like, hi, we have a right to challenge too. We do want a challenge. And he, you know, and T'Challa's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll do the challenge. And, and T'Challa ends up winning after he yields. But the issue becomes, um, you know, they get his help later in the movie, and a lot of his people die. 
uh, and a lot of Wakandans died too in, in Black Panther. Then comes, you know, okay, we're opening up to the world. And, and by and large, like, um, Nakia is open to opening up Wakanda. And I, I think maybe she speaks for her, her segment of the population too. But I don't know how much that reflects on the rest of Wakanda. Um, and I feel like the, the way that you go through this story from here should be we opened up and shit went horribly wrong and here and look we had this war we opened up you know and you know because we were so entangled in outside things that kind of happens the then comes Infinity War and Endgame where it's like we opened up and helped and people died a lot of people died. Um, and it's like, well, why? Like, was it necessary that they had to die? And it's like, well, I mean, you can make the case, not really. Because we didn't have to accept the, you know, the Avengers showing up and being like, hey, can we just, you know, uh, like, you know, hang out here for a little bit? Because Thanos is coming. We gotta, you know, we... It's like, look, you can sit here and, and make all of the explanations that you want, but at the end of the day... Like, all of that amounted to nothing. Half the universe died, and then you ended up going, like, the you, you did defeat them, but, you know, that was not here. And then the Wakandans showed back up for that fight, too, and a bunch died there, too. And at the end of the day, considering it came down to Tony Stark doing what he did and making his sacrifice, you know, all of that battle, like, someone who's an isolationist couldn't make these leaps and bounds in their mind about that. And if that's the case then I think you could end up where Mabaku is, is coming at this from it's like, look, every time we open up over the last, like, 10, 15 years, shit went horribly wrong. And, and look, we have this thing where it's like the vibranium is at risk again, and we have, you know, that that is what makes Wakanda different and special and great is their, their vibranium and, and, and their knowledge of how to use vibranium. And if that's the case and we have all of this going on and we have to deal with all of that... Like, now we have this situation where um, they've opened back up to the world. And, and, you know, if that's the case where we're, we're going to be living in this, this reality where every time we open up, a war happens. And every time a war happens, Wakandans die and, and they didn't have to die is the key thing. Where it's like, if we just stayed isolated none of that would have happened, and, and it wouldn't be our problem. Um, if that's the case, you can have a strong case for isolationism on a pretty simple level. Um, and, and that is where you can get these competing ideologies. And it's like, look, we know as the audience that it, it is a worth, like, you know, it was an important sacrifice and they did kind of the right thing by opening up because at the end of the day, it, it did end up successful and, and everything worked out. But for people living in that situation where this kind of thing didn't happen on a weekly basis, where it's like there was one substantial incident that we've, we've heard about. And, you know, it, it appears that now we're going to have this history with Mr. Nimbus and um, in, in the world of Atlantis. Like, if that's going to be the case, we're going to have this difference of, of how things work. I, I can see the case that could be made where that would be the case. Now, I don't know if that has the same impact without T'Challa in the in in the lead and, and really spearheading it, 
which is why there's also the case to be made that the movie's going to end up with um, with uh, Nakia as the Black Panther, which would be my pick. That would be my pick. I think that Shuri is a little on the young side to, to take on that mantle. I don't think she's quite... I mean, we saw her fight quite a bit in Black Panther and in Infinity War and Endgame, really, more than anything else. Um, but I, I think that there's definitely a case to be made that Nakia would be better both thematically as, you know, for for what she stands for in, in terms of the geopolitics of Wakanda, as well as the, you know, the larger role going forward. Like, I think that, like, it, like, it, when you watch Black Panther, like, the, the role Shuri plays, she's kind of the quartermaster. She, she's Q from, from 007. She is, here are the cool weapons that you're going to have and the cool technology things that you're going to have that are going to help you out throughout this, you know, throughout this mission, you're going to need this stuff, and here's here's how all of it works. Like, that's her first scene in the movie, where it's, like, her first real scene, where she, she's showing the suit and showing all of that to, uh, to T'Challa. Like, having her build the stuff, and then also, and, and, and have her act that way, like, unless they're going to make her into Tony Stark, which, again, if we're going to do that, I think we're running the risk of having too many characters like that, I think you're better off just keeping her at, in that role, off to the side, and then also as backup muscle in the in that case, and make Nakia into the Black Panther. Or, alternatively, the, um, the new character that Michaela Coelho is playing. Because that, if she becomes the Black Panther, you get a ton of fodder for future stories, because then you get the question of, who the fuck is this lady? Why is she given this, this great, great ancestral responsibility and, and honor, and, and why is that the case? That's another place where you can go, it's like, oh, this is fantastic storytelling right here, and you can you can do a lot with that. Um, I hope it is, you know, I, I, I just feel like the making Shuri at this juncture, Black Panther, the Black Panther, is, and having her in that role for the long term, is kind of a, a misstep at this juncture and where the story is. I feel like we don't have the character developed enough for her to take on that role and have it be like, okay, well, you know, she, like, T'Challa's entire arc is him learning responsibility and learning to balance that with being a king and all of that, and I, I, I would like to see a further development of this character before she takes on this giant, earth-shattering change, uh, paradigm shift, um, for her, um, but we'll wrap up there for today, uh, Black Panther does come out this Friday, I will be seeing it on Friday, and you can hear a review of it on Beware Spoilers on Friday, so until then, have a great rest of your week.